Hello, hi. Welcome to the tea. Welcome. My name is T-Rex. I am joined here by... Lucky Stiff. Hello. I was in Milwaukee last night, so it's safe to say I'm sufficiently hungover. You can't get out of Milwaukee without drowning in beer and cheese. Absolutely not. You always leave with alcoholism and diabetes, no matter what you do. What did you do last night? Uh, We had goddess last night, and it was super bloody and disgusting, and I'm sticky today. And there was so much... It was called Blood Feast. There was so much blood involved that they had to put two tarps down around the entire floor of Berlin. Mm-hmm. We had cleansing stations <laughs> after oh the God. numbers. Absolutely miserable. It was crazy. <laughs> it was truly wild. All right. We are joined by some very special guests. We have Chicago's own The Vixen. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so glad I'm doing this. I've been, like, watching, like, you guys, and I'm like, i got to get on that. Yeah. It's, it's fun. fun. It's good. Um, all right. And we are also joined by season one winner of Dragulous. <laughs> Vander Van Odd. Van, yeah, usually Van spelled or, or announced Vander Van Odd. Yeah, Vander Van Odd. Yeah, I like heard myself. Um, well, welcome. What's new with you? Um, lots of traveling. Um, doing a film in January. We can get into that later. Lots of, lots of crazy. Can you tell crazy. us anything about that? Yeah, I. Uh, to sum it up, I was one of the lucky ones. I did a short film when I was 19, and it gained a lot of traction online. And then I was approached by a production company to do the full feature, and that's oh happening. January Congratulations. now. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. What's new with you, Vixen? Um, yeah, so I'm in A Star is Born 2. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> born again. Uh, born again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the, no. The star is resurrected. Yeah. I'm, like, uh, coming off of touring, but not actually. I'm, like, doing my own college tour right now. Mm. And uh, whenever I'm home, I'm working on finishing my album. Yes. So. Do we have a projected date season? Not nope. at all. Okay. Because <laughs> the, the tricky part is, like, how many songs I want to get done. And so it's, like, I could do three, and that's a sufficient drag album. But I want to The thing. A full, mm-hmm. like, so... I'm trying to like perfect it and everything, but I like what's coming up. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Then some good features with Shay just came out, and then with Aja mm-hmm. and Shiloh. So Fuck yeah. we out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. All right, shall we get started? Let's jump into it. Uh, lucky. Yeah. Uh, get us started. Uh, we're gonna get started on a really high note. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> How do you handle anxiety and nerves <laughs> when planning a high concept or any performance? Yeah, Vander. Okay. Um, for me, I find that the nerves never go away. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, of queens, especially, like, young, younger queens starting out, always ask us, like, when do the nerves go away? Like, bitch, they don't. Like, they never go away. If you give, you know, an ounce it, of crap about what you're true. doing, yeah. Yeah. they never go away. <clears throat> so, I don't know. For me, I just, like, this is going to sound terrible, and this is, like, the worst mental health advice for this <laughs> kind of shit, but I literally just, like... Suck it up, because I just know that there's no other way for, at least for me, for for like my method, I find that there's nothing else that can calm me down but just doing it just and getting it over with. And yeah. it's that journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step thing where you have to just like, bitch. Did you just quote Alyssa Edwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an ancient proverb. <laughs> but, <sure. laughs> um, but yeah, just like jumping in and being like. Yeah, it's not going to go away. There's something mm-hmm. to acknowledging the fact that you're like, oh, yes, okay, good, I'm scared now. This yeah. is normal what I'm feeling, and I can just roll with it and make it happen. Right. I feel worse if I'm, like, if I'm doing a gig and I'm 
checked out, that's a worse feeling to me than it's, not be excited about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so if I'm like nervous, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good because I'm really into. I'm invested. Yeah. yeah. Um, our uh, producer Trey always makes fun of my adrenaline speech, <laughs> but <laughs> this is how I feel about adrenaline. When I was little, my mom told me I was like, I'm shaking, I'm so nervous because I did lots of plays. She's like, she's like, do you think you're going to do a bad job? I was like, no. I was like, but I'm shaking. I'm nervous. She's like, I don't know if you're nervous. It's just your adrenaline. It's your body's way of basically armoring you. So when you go in, it's the thing that makes you like not even realize what's going on until it's over. And you're like, damn, I'd get a good job. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're not necessarily shaking because you're feeling something negative. It's your body like pulsing adrenaline through your veins going, all right, bitch, let's do it. So when it's, you feel it's that. Hulk thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so when you yeah. do feel that kind of like butterfly thing happen before the show, like don't think like, oh my God, I'm terrified of this. Think like, all right, my body's amping up. Let's yeah. go. I get headaches before big shows. Really? From so oh. much. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I just, yeah, it always, always happened, but yeah, it helps me kind of like armor myself and mentally put myself there. Like, okay, your body's ready. You're not petrified. You're armored. Yeah. yeah. Whenever, um, I'm like waiting to go on stage and it's like, I'm next up and the host is talking for a long time. It drives me crazy yeah. because yeah. It, mm-hmm. the adrenaline won't stop yeah. building. And I'm like, if you let don't me go on this stage, <laughs> like, I have yeah. to get this out of me now. Yeah. yeah. It's a there, good feeling. There really is no other feeling like hearing your name and knowing, all right, bitch, it's time. Figure it out. Yeah. And you just start walking and it's like all the, the thinking in your brain stops and it's just like, you yeah. just go. It just happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause it's the next five minutes is on you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Whatever. Better make it work. Yeah, yeah girl. Everyone's <laughs> mood in the room will be your fault. <laughs> uh, equally as traumatic is when you're like, in, like if you're in a space like Berlin and you're in the basement and your track starts and you're still trying to get those earrings oh on and you're running up the stairs like a fucking mad woman yeah, trying worst. to get to the stage. And trying to like five, six, seven, eight the stairs to know yep. you can yep. just land in the perfect spot like meant to do that you're like okay mm-hmm. just stagger this run mm-hmm. yeah. what about you Lucky? I feel like there's two different kinds of anxiety and nerves and the one is like oh god I gotta do this which is gonna happen no matter what and then there's the anxiety and nerves of like I don't know if I can do this and that's different that means I haven't prepared properly right. yeah. that means mm-hmm. that I'm not ready that's true and learning what the difference is between those two sets of nerves I think is super important for me and so that I can like either go okay this is fine and this is normal and we'll ju- we'll go out and do it and once you start yeah. you know lip syncing everything's going to be fine and then there's the fuck I didn't do something what is it yeah. like yeah. go down the checklist like make sure things I, are okay I learned with writing because I had done like a few roasts and then I started writing for other people like ghostwriting and stuff I had learned that if I knew when my deadline was like if I blocked off the whole day, the writing fucking happened mm-hmm. on that day. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I'll kind of like write some things and and little pieces, parts. You get some punchlines, and then the day of, I'll just set like four hours aside, and I just pace myself writing, like pace my house writing, 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 mm-hmm. and it comes Pacing out. Pacing really does help. If, yeah. you, mm-hmm. if yeah. you know your if you know your creative process, yes. like yeah. that anxiety in that situation. If I at least have like some punchlines and stuff ready, and I know kind of my flow, I can mm-hmm. just bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with like touring, if I am like, like say, like I'm speaking at a college, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today, but the things that are crossing my mind are like me and Jesus will be like my assistant will be having a conversation in the car away from the airport, and then a question someone will ask me, and I'm just like, I was just talking about yeah. it, and it's like, it's funny how like 
your mind is mulling it over and getting to yeah. the point, but you have to be in the space to like do the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's also that fear of things that are out of your control. Like if yes. you're a live singer, you usually don't have a sound check at a club. Right. If you're someone who does burlesque, like what if your fucking zipper gets caught? Like mm-hmm. every possible thing that's out of your control is still going to be there, you know? When I'm in charge of a show, I know that everything's going to be fucking perfect because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's how it is. And I, I, you know, I'll just say a couple days ago, I, I worked a show where that was not, I'm not going to say any, anything, but yeah. <laughs> it was not the case. And things kept just happening out of the blue. And this track wasn't ready. And this person wasn't ready. This person didn't know which side of the stage to go on. This person wasn't ready in their call time. And it was their people's drag shows. And I, like, get that nervous energy. I I mean, I still get it when I go to other people's drag shows where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know Mm -hmm. how we can fix this. Let me help you. I'm like, stop. Don't lecture people. (laughs) Like, girl. So I just had to go downstairs and just, like, do that performer thing where you just, like, stare in the mirror and okay and I was like if you guys need me I'll be downstairs because <laughs> I can't stay up here and watch this it's giving me fucking anxiety <laughs> but you have a really great way you've said this before on the podcast but you have such a good way of like dealing with it when the things go wrong that you can't control mm-hmm. and that's really helped me actually I mean last night there was like a chair that was broken somebody brought out a broken chair and then tried to sit in it and it did not work mm-hmm. and then they kind of like looked at me in a panic and I was just like, okay. And yeah. my co-host and I, Kat, like basically just made it the chair's fault. Right. And then yeah. the ch- and then Kat evicted the chair from the front of the building. <laughs> and I like made some joke about, you know, yeah. supporting characters not supporting us. Yeah. And well, it was all host- fine. Like, when you're hosting, when you're stuck on the mic, like when something goes wrong, yeah. it is a blessing. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. you bring that, everybody together. To, to yeah. panic about that something going, oh my God, are we all watching this stupid ass fucking chair? Like, yeah. do we all hate this chair? And yeah. then we all, oh, okay. Yes, everyone hates the, the chair. It's the sigh of relief of like, okay, like that girl's heel broke or her yeah. wig's coming off. Or if we're if if the host can like make a joke about it, yeah. not be a fucking dick. Yeah, if, very important. If, yeah. <laughs> if we're all like, well, this is fucking awkward. Yeah. Like that's my go-to. The second you feel awkwardness on the mic, you just fucking say it out loud, and the audience can go, okay, me too. Right, they just want to feel <laughs> okay, like cool. yeah. they want to feel like something is being handled. Like the yeah. reins won't fully come off. Right. Even if something yeah. goes wrong, we'll all have a great time together but like the ceiling too. won't yeah. fall down yeah. on them and that's yeah. like an experienced performer knows that like even if something goes wrong mm-hmm. I know what to do when things go wrong yep. yeah. yeah and make the audience know like you know what this isn't gonna fuck me up like we were talking with Lila and she just like ate shit during a performance mm-hmm. just fell over she's like so bitch I just worked the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was sitting for the rest of that performance and in my head I'm thinking like oh you idiot like, like yeah. no, you just work it out and they will you know they'll tip you down for that because yeah. mm-hmm. you're at least, you know, playing it off. Right, you're overcoming adversity in front of them, and that's also really interesting to watch. Yeah, Yeah. so to tie that with the question, I would say, like, a lot of times with anxiety, it's like, fake it till you make it. (laughs) (laughs) If you make the people around you think that you are not a nervous piece of shit, (laughs) they will will treat you like you're not. Different than, like, um, like, personal anxiety, but performance anxiety is, like, 
you can use that as a superpower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you bring that up because that was something I was, because I'm, I'm a filmmaker and a director outside of drag. And that was something I was taught right off the bat that when you're a director and you're helming the ship, like they can't see you sweat. Mm-hmm. And oh. a really good friend of mine, America Young, who's a phenomenal female director. She's just like, if you need to fucking scream and cry and throw a tantrum, like just step away from the set, yeah. find a closet somewhere and break down and then build yourself back up and walk out and mm-hmm. don't let anyone see what happened. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, a moment where someone would, well. You're <laughs> <laughs> telling all the tea. I am, but you know. And that's the tea. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, someone did like a really bad job. Uh, and, was, and it was at one of my shows, and it was something that I was in charge of, and they just fucking flopped, and they didn't, like, clearly didn't know the, what, like, they were not prepared for it. And I, a couple years ago, would have probably gone to her right off the stage and go, what the fuck did you just do? But I remember that, Chanika. <laughs> she was a different she girl. Different. <laughs> we don't talk to her. Well, every now and then she talks to me. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, I had to be like, you know what? Nothing's good. Gonna, gonna, nothing good is going to come from that and like you know don't show people that you're pressed in that moment either just kind of relax yep. and talk about it later deep and, breathing exercises yeah, and don't show people that you're fucking you know the steam's coming out of your ears just I just walk to the back <laughs> I try yeah. to separate myself when I start to circle and pace mm-hmm. the back of the stage you know to know what's not mm-hmm. I like when um uh, like if I'm producing a show, I like to know what's not prepared. Because mm-hmm. if I go in like knowing, okay, this isn't what I want it to be, but this is what we're this is how we're gonna make it work. We're gonna yeah. push through it. Then I'm not. But if I'm like in the moment, and then I realize that you didn't do what I told you to do, mm-hmm. and now I'm out here on the limb. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I go in, I'm like, you know, we don't have all the speakers aren't right, yeah. but you know, we're just gonna push through. I can handle that anytime. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let me know what kind of waters I'm steering right. through on this ship. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Don't surprise me. It's going to be yeah. some turbulence, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, you want to get the next one? Sure, I will. What has been the most rewarding part of your drag experience so far? I feel like it's a giant question. That's a giant. Giant. But if you can question. think of one of the highlights, that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um. I think one of the highlights for me was that when I was growing up, and I grew up in a small town, like Southern California, like farming community, mm-hmm. like we had a library and a video rental store, like Holler, um, <laughs> and that was like the funnest thing to do <laughs> growing up. Um, I grew up there, and so I was like starved of queer influence or queer role models mm. or anything LGBTQ. Mm. I was starved of it. So when I finally had access to the internet at the library, yeah. <laughs> uh, I found people like James St. James and the Club Kids and Amanda mm. Lepore and like all these really fabulous people and seeing them succeed being how they were helped me push through where when I was hating my living, like where I was living and hating going to school and hating everyone around me. Um, that really helped me push through so for me it's been really rewarding that in many ways I became for other people what someone like James St. James was yeah. for me Yeah. and you know we get a lot of those messages of kids that are just like I hate where I live I hate the people around me I hate my teachers I hate everyone mm-hmm. but like I want to be like you because you're fabulous <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I'm like I feel you girl I yeah. feel you yeah. yeah I just love that I mean like I've always felt like what I had to say mattered but now I know that like I have in a lot of ways shifted culture and that I can keep doing and like just knowing that you like that you have a voice in society and that 
what you say will affect the way the world works. It's yeah. very, mm-hmm. very cool. And especially because we have so many young fans, it's like, all these <laughs> other fuckers are going to die, but these kids are listening to me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's always how I feel when I hear, like, you know, your grandparents or whoever, like, the older generation saying some ignorant shit. I'm like, well, I guess we just got to wait for them to die. And yeah. we got to make sure these kids got our full attention. Yeah, but before they die, they're going to vote. So, you know, like... Yes. <laughs> If the last thing they do, they make it out there. So that's the other reason that we got to influence the kids like, yeah. early on. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, we're going to have a lot of undoing to do. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But yeah, I love um, now, especially like with DragCon and everything, it used to like freak me out when someone would just be like so obsessed or whatever. And I'm like, I remember like knowing stars and like the fact that we get to meet people that we mean so much to is really really cool yeah um it's it's scary sometimes and it's sometimes you get oversaturated mm-hmm. when like mm-hmm. i mean it's a funny thing to complain about but when every message is like i, I don't want to talk your ear off but blah, 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 i love you so much yeah. and like sometimes i can't read the whole message but i count it as a point to my like good pile for the day mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm like and that person loves me and that person mm-hmm. loves me just, kind of stack it up but um a lot of times like a drag con or something and you want to walk away because you've had a long day or whatever and you see this kid and you're like <sighs> it's like it's a lunch break to me but it means the world to her it was like yeah. hi mm-hmm. how are you mm-hmm. 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 Totally. so um yeah just being influential is like really cool yeah yeah. Better or worse. <laughs> Better or yeah. worse, yeah. Because yeah. I think even when people um, don't like what you have to say, they're still affected by it. You know, like, you're listening. Even if you don't like what I'm saying, you yeah. heard me. And that's what's really cool. Yeah. You know, when, I mean, to talk Drag Race for a second, when, yeah. I, I really do feel like watching your season, I feel like when you addressed the, the cameras... I feel like in that moment there was a tectonic plate shift yeah. in like everyone watching the show and everyone in the room. Like when we were watching, yeah, I was with you at Roscoe, and it was mm-hmm. like people forget. It, oh, we she really is just looking at us at home and going, "Hello, I see you. I know how you're seeing me." Yeah. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that it it was, it was the kind of thing. It was like. Love it or hate it of what you were saying, like people have to acknowledge. I think there was a huge shift, and I think yeah. going forward in Drag Race, even with production, I think there is you probably, can't ignore it. You yeah. can't ignore it. Yeah. You fully addressed what was an elephant, yeah. And, and now, you know, going forward, they have to kind of be more aware of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. Being at Roscoe's and being like, I should not be here for this. Like, yeah. this is about <laughs> this is like, not the episode. <laughs> this is going to hit the fan. And just like hearing the audience and even your reaction, like when it came out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is okay. So I didn't because filming, I didn't have any. I thought I like done the worst thing possible. I was sure. like, you spoke the great evil. How dare you? Yeah. Mm. Um, nobody like made me think that that was going to be like a good day for me. Yeah. So it was like, um, so to see that like in the audience, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And it's still a lot of times I don't get that that was a big deal hmm. because it really like when we went to boy interviews the next day they didn't want to talk about it <laughs> so, uh, really yeah wow. so it was like you I, I mean you know I think you really redesigned the show in that moment like I think you is, changed so much of like the formula of the show because which is nobody's goal yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Like I, I wanted to go and be pretty. And like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. So like when when I talk about that with people, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I I think that the show is going to benefit from that moment. Yeah, if, I wouldn't apologize. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. definitely proud of it, but it was like, it's something that like you're like inner inner ego hopes that you can change the face but to actually know that you've done it is like okay now now i'm afraid of my own voice because i'm like what are you gonna do it's super scary to to be suddenly like in a position where you have to acknowledge something that's gonna you know mess with a tried and true and (laughs) and you became the topic of conversation i mean just uh, all over my feet. It was yeah. like, yep. this is my opinion on the Vixen, and this is the only opinion I will... Like, like people yeah. were just like, yeah, either 100% this way mm-hmm. or 100% yeah. this way, and it shook shit up. Yeah. Like, I don't think has been done nope. ever no. in a very long time. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. I always appreciated that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we love our shit <laughs> <laughs> Goblins, <laughs> goblins, all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about you? What's your most rewarding? I mean, have we answered this? I think we have, but, but, but it's, it's, <laughs> we just repeat ourselves. but I, but it's just interesting, drinking and talking and honestly, yeah, yeah. but it's interesting to hear all y'all talk about that. Cause I feel like when I've mentioned this before, it's, it's always like the people that you look into their eyes during a show or on the street yeah. or in the parade and you look at them and you're like, Oh, you see me and I see you in this moment. Yeah. And that's what's important. And that's why like in this way, drag is different than every other type of life performance because mm. it, it's based on that connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the theater, you don't get to look the people in the eyes, you know, not Even often in like comedy. You're, it's not as like, uh, you know, in, in drag, you can just get up in people's faces yeah. and perform mm-hmm. right to them. And that connection is so different. Yeah. So much. It's cool. Cause like you could be looking at one person for 30 seconds, but the whole room feels like you're looking at yes. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can focus on one person and everyone feels that tension of being in the hot seat, mm-hmm. you know I mean? mm-hmm. which is really cool about drag. I hate when I'm on a stage and the lights are so bright that I can't see a face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So bad. I know. Me too. Yeah. yeah. No, during the Dragula tour in the UK, there was, I can't remember what city it was, but it was in the like really beautiful like performance art space like gallery sort of thing where they set up a stage and we got there and they had put a barricade that separated us from the audience I hate that that. I hate that or giant pride shows I try to jump it every time (laughs) (laughs) and we we asked we asked them like can we just move and they were like I mean do you want we were like yeah we want to move this this makes no sense for drag performance Mm -mm. massive separation Mm -hmm. too far yeah that's how it always is at street festivals and stuff Mm -hmm. I mean I always try to say like what if we just move these over to the side, you know? I think they're afraid of people getting on stage, but, like, yeah. oh, the drag queen's going to handle yeah. it. Right. <laughs> oh, I'll be on the mic. We'll make sure they get I down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, plus, and I'm sure there's, like, an insurance purpose and all yeah, of those things, sure. but it's, like, I can't feel them from that far, and they yeah. can't tip me either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. real. Difference, and yeah. it's a difference of some money, so yeah. let's yeah. go ahead and get those. I'll and you gotta the love those like dollars. three intrepid people that like worm their way around the yeah. barricade with a sweaty dollar in hand, and they're just like, "I'm gonna do this because it's you know, yeah, the yeah. only way that they get to show appreciation besides screaming." Yeah, I like a lot of times. Um, my tips stay in my suitcase for a couple of days, but it's it's mostly it's this is how many people appreciated my yeah. number. You know what I mean? Like that's what tips are. It's not yeah. even like I made this much money anymore. It's like these people like this. This many pats on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 
All right, next one. Yeah, it should be you this time. Any tips for handling the physical burdens of drag? Uh, In particular, the extended amount of time wearing heels. Oh, God, I would like to say that both of my, like, big toenails are, like, fully (laughs) still from market days, like, two months ago. Uh, It's like hiker's foot. Yeah, it's like I try to, like, yeah, I try to do anything I can, and nope, they just are still... Those toenails come up. I mean, Ooh. yeah. yeah. Worse. Clip your toenails. That's clip your toenails. To the to the shortest, shortest, yeah. shortest. File them. Keep yeah. them so short because yeah. if they hit the edge of your your ooh, girl, yeah. that will push. So you'll rip less stockings that way, mm-hmm. like, and you'll just, it'll save so mm-hmm. much. Wow. And also, don't nobody want to <laughs> yeah. don't nobody want to see your long ass toenails anymore. Yeah, yeah, no. no. Uh, toenails. You can buy those little inserts for heels. They're like mm-hmm. super thin and they do help. Not a whole lot, but they do help. Yeah. Um, Y'all use that magic numbing spray stuff. Somebody told me what? about that this. That sounds horrible. It's, it's, I don't. Rem- I wish I could remember what it was called. I'll look it up. And I've like like heard of that it's, though. Yeah, it's yeah, very bad. It's, it's like if you have to, and they a lot of times like ballet dancers use it. If you have to do the thing and you can't take the shoes off, yeah. and you know you're going to have to spend X amount of hours, it like numbs your foot enough that you don't feel it hurting. But I could. Wow. I feel I like, like dancing dangerous. with a numb foot would like you know when your foot, yeah. your foot goes <laughs> to sleep. I would hate to like dance with a numb foot. That, oh Is it God. just for like your toe? Then yeah, it's like oh, it's not yeah. like a like they're injecting lidocaine into your foot or some <laughs> shit. Like, like, if the ball of my foot was numb, I would yeah. I would trip. Yeah. Well, you also are doing some very specific. Yeah, like, I guess. But I just that am, scary. I'm walking around emoting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that like way of going about it. It's like, oh, we'll just numb that. Right. <laughs> like, we're not going to address that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to go ahead and cut off feeling in the nerve. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Word Maybe bitch. there's some other things we could do. <laughs> yeah. uh, on tour, what I would do was, especially because like in like big theaters, sometimes the hike to the stage would be forever from the dressing room. Mm-hmm. So I just I put my heels on at the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I yeah, take them off. Hard. Right. You know, like you need to cool down when you come off the stage. So yeah. I sit on the floor and take my heels off and then I crawl yeah. to the dressing room. <laughs> I keep my uh, my Birkenstocks like in the dressing room yep. too, which also helps for not walking around barefoot and getting like even when yeah. I'm still putting on another layer of tights like the Berlin dressing room is just like a dirty ass floor and when you put your foot down that foot is black. When God knows what's going to happen. So I put my foot straight back into a shoe because I don't want to fuck my, my tights up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's been some like seedy like nightclub dressing rooms yeah. where I was like, can we just put towels on the yeah. whole floor? <laughs> I, can I, I not touch my body? <laughs> <laughs> like I have to put on stockings and I don't want one pair of them to touch <laughs> this. Yeah. And now I just um I have like one of those like really compressed throw blanket throw blankets and that's mm-hmm. just my that's my dressing room space that I stand yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It's like that's smart. Also, you know when like your tights are dirty, but you need to wear them. You always like hold them up to see which side is the dirty side. So you oh yeah, you know, sing down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Try to pull it down so it goes under your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want that to be at the top of your heel. Yeah. Oh. Or if it's been too long, and then I gotta uh, perfume some layers. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we've oh, all been there. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I learned on tour Lysol. Lysol spray yeah. just yeah because you don't it get gets rid to, of the bacteria. The get, bacteria is where the smell is. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. You yeah. can even do isopropyl alcohol, which mm-hmm. is not available in Europe, which is why what? we all smelled real delicious by show 10. Because 10, sh- yeah, 10 shows, 
was not a single wash day. Like we smelled great. I mean, it and is they, literal poison. That's very dry. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't sell alcohol in in Europe. Like isopropyl, like rubbing like alcohol is not a thing. What it's about like cheap 90%. vodka? Yeah, yeah you can use cheap, cheap yeah, vodka. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. use, um, yeah. What else? Um, a slip. I find that a slip underneath your corsets because like corsets burn. Oh. Yeah. I always wear a slip underneath my corsets or else I get blisters yeah. on my back because I, I also like cinch like an idiot. Also is going to make you feel real fancy. Like. Yeah, yeah. swishy. Uh, well, I used to go high like spanks that go up to your titties. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I love those. That's great. I just got some. Yummy tummy makes some. Yummy tummy? <laughs> they go all the way up to your nipples but uh, and they're just like panties and they consolidate everything. Oh, I need some And they help keep like your pantyhose up from like slipping down too and they just like mash your belly. And everything in. I love that feeling. I just found out because I've been um, duct taping one to keep my stockings up, mm. but two also to cinch a little bit. Country corset. And now people <laughs> are telling me that like I should have like at least like a saran wrap or something in between because Probably. the adhesive on your skin is not good for you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess yeah, there is a lot of glue going onto my body every uh, day. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that goes into the file of things I'll think about when, right, I'll deal when with I'm that. dead. When I'm like... <laughs> Like, oh, yep, shouldn't have done that for so many years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I still, um, I love to set my face with hairspray instead oh, of, like, mm-hmm. a setting spray. And I have setting sprays, but, like, when you're in the middle, you're putting on your wig and you're just, like, it's already in my hand. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, one day I'm going to be sitting at a doctor's office and they're going to be trying to figure out for the life of them what went wrong. And I'm going to be like, no. well, it was Ozzy Bomb, okay? Like, <laughs> you're going to have to scrape the stuff yeah. on your lungs. Do you have any idea what could be? Like this, this substance. It yeah. smells Smoke. like bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, girl. Which I fully thought clown lung was a joke. Turns it's out real. It's real. It's real. And it was something, because a lot of clowns would set with talcum powder, yep. and talc is carcinogenic, so they would get lung cancer from all the mm-hmm. fucking white going onto their faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's true. And you can get popcorn lung from, from microwave popcorn if you eat it. Every single day. What? Yeah, there was this dude. They did a whole little mini doc on him. He ate like three times a day. He ate a bag of buttered popcorn or something crazy like that. And he would like put his face in the bag and like eat it out of the bag watching TV. And he got some sort of horrible lung condition from eating. Frida Lay had to get a popcorn kernel removed from like her stomach what? or something. Corn is disease. Not, has, has, I feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah, it has corn no nutritional value. My, yeah. mom, my mom has Crohn's disease and like corn was one of the things that she absolutely could not digest. Right, and, her straight doctor was, and she was like kind of sad about it and her doctor was like, oh honey, you don't need it at yeah. all. It's not Corn. necessary. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's filler vegetable. Yeah. yeah. So we've gone totally off the deep Good tangent, good tangent. Good, well done, everyone. Um, all right, you want to do the next one? Yeah, sure. What's your favorite type of corn? <laughs> <laughs> How do you personally rest and replenish while also sustaining both an art form and political movement? Wow, that is Whoa. a lofty question. They are going in. So pointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I remember like watching like all the season nine girls when they started going on tour and you would see like Shay and Farah and like the face mask and the bath bomb and stuff and I'm like they're so corny get them they like one just the endorphin you get from knowing that you're like doing self care Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's really really good but now I'm like 
eye patches. Any, Your skin is really smooth. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with like any mask. I don't yeah. care what it does. Just the fact that mm-hmm. I am like taking a second to like take <laughs> care of myself. Oh, you need to be the store. You, you, <laughs> any mask. Yeah. You need to be moisturizing your face. Yeah. Yes. If I could go back and tell young me anything, it's like within three minutes of getting out of the shower, you should be putting lotion on yes. your yes. body. Yes. yes. Especially yes. where we live, where it's cold as shit. Yeah. And you so will be dry right flaky now. and gross yeah. and no one want to touch your body. So you need to put on lotion all the time. I yeah. fully got in an argument with a straight man at my my day oh, job God. who was like, he had like this little tiny pouch or something. And we were like, where do you put your lotions? Ha ha. And he goes, what do you mean lotions? <laughs> he was like, you carry lotion around with you all the time? Yeah. Yes. And then he was like, wait, you carry multiple kinds? And he asked literally everyone else <laughs> on the staff. And, and they were all like, what are you doing? You must be like a crispy critter. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you got to get a good face lotion. He like didn't believe in it. general body lotion. And still, within three minutes of getting out of the shower. Yeah. Because that's when your yeah. body. The water in it'll, it'll absorb so yep. well. But um, I reiterate to anyone who will listen, cocoa butter Vaseline. Is, mm-hmm. It sounds like, and everyone always goes, well, doesn't it clog your pores? No. No. I'm like, look at my face. Why would I yeah. lie to you? This is what I do. Yeah. Like, the, I've been, my great grandmother, when I was little, especially in the winter before you went to school, would just coat our faces in Vaseline. Oh, that's so nice. Send us off. Mm-hmm. And it was also like a very like pageant thing. So if it was picture dang, you know, you put the Vaseline on your teeth. And what that is, oh, yeah. it makes it shiny. It makes it shiny, but also no one wants to close their mouth yeah. with yeah. Vaseline. So you're smiling smile. involuntarily. Yeah. But <laughs> I, my whole life, I've always worn Vaseline. And it works. Yeah. It works really good. Having a proper makeup remover is so mm-hmm. fucking important because yes. some of these queens like scrub sometimes just a towel in water and I'm like, what dish are you doing? Soap. Like you're oh. yeah, or dish soap and you're like tearing your face apart. Yeah, like just get just get a makeup Mayhem. remover. <laughs> does she use dish soap? Dish soap. Oh. I don't know if she still does, but I remember we did a group interview and she said she used dish soap. Yeah, it's like that seems harsh. I like the wipes, uh, and then I just go in with water and like if I need like a little towel just to get rid of the residue because I hate the smell of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate walking around the clouds smelling like chemicals. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. It's probably so like I just, coconut oil. I like dip yeah. my face in water and do the whole thing and then put on my face lotion. Mm-hmm. And then a light boy beat. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny. Yeah. yeah. You gotta give them a little bit of Absolutely. Set. I you, you just do go like with the powder. powder before. Yeah. yeah. It just helps get rid of that De-shine. shiny that, that I just got out of drag look. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're like red and kind of like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then there's like brown on the earlobe. Oh. Like, like it's purple for me. Um, I don't know and then taking off where was I going with this Um, scrubbing oh Neutrogena wipes Mm -hmm. Neutrogena really good ones that's the only thing in my writer is uh, for there to be a pack of Neutrogena wipes that's so smart and and like obviously like if I'm doing a gig every day I'm just racking up wipes but Mm -hmm. I'll need their one they're expensive but they really really work and Mm -hmm. two I am going to need them at some point in life. So, yeah. Like. They're a fabulous gift when, when uh, like, the drag fans come. Like, there's some girls, like, uh, uh, God, who all? Fuck. 
Oh, drag coven. Yeah. Like, I'll give you like yeah, things like uh, glue sticks and, and makeup wipes. So great presents. Uh, so things good. that we That's need great, every yeah. single face time. Mask, face yes, mask. Face masks yeah. are a great face gift. Bat bombs. It, yeah. And it, it's hard with food because y'all, you know, you don't really know people and it's yeah. easy for yeah. things to be weird and everybody has allergies now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But like face masks and wipes, I can't go wrong. On the subject of uh, gifts, I remember going to like Trixie's hotel like right <laughs> like when her season was on and she was like okay she's like unloading everything and she has no less than 20 Barbie dolls that are painted to look like her mm-hmm. and she's like girl I have to leave more of these here again <laughs> she had she had been just leaving them at she's getting mad at me for saying this oh, but, she, but she had been leaving them at the hotels because she had so many of these giant ridiculous gifts and things that she couldn't even take home she needs to start a museum I know. that's just well, that like now all the maids all the walls. have them oh, <laughs> so uh uh, maybe I said that. Maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was a joke. I don't know. Can I share a story about a gift? Yes. Okay. So, bitch, <laughs> bitch puddings crown. So, like, I knew, like, we had, dis- I worked on the show, and we had discussed, and I knew I knew a, wi- a while ahead that bitch was going to win. Like, the, the main people on the crew knew that she was going to be crowned. So, I was in New Orleans, and it was, I was there for a week, just to vacation, and by the end of the week, I was out of money, and I was like, fuck, like, I didn't buy anything for a bitch, and she's going to be crowned in, like, three days. <laughs> so, I was, <laughs> this is so terrible. I was at a, this like three hundred year old gorgeous cemetery, and I know I can fix it. Oh face. my god, what did you do? Um, and like the ground, the the ground was covered in seashells. Like there were seashells everywhere. So I was like. They won't mind. So like, <laughs> I went to this Freemason's grave, and there was a sea, like the large, this really beautiful large seashell on there. So I was like, and just picked it up. You're great. And I was like, there you are- stole from a dead Freemason. Not really, because it, it was the dirt. Like it was Tomb the shells Raider. were all over the dirt. <laughs> and I was just like, it's a shell. Uh, got to LA. Bitch gets crowned. It's her big crowning thing at Queen Kong. And I give her the shell. And as I told her where I got it, and as a joke, I was like, hi girl, you're cursed now. <laughs> That night, no. her apartment gets robbed. No. <laughs> like her Xbox, her purse, her oh. legal documents, like electronics, a ton of shit. And with them, they took the uh, they took the uh, shell. And she messaged me the next day, and she's like, "You fucking <gasps> bitch!" Oh my god! Now that thief is like running around what? with this cursed shell. Yeah. This is some <laughs> mummy returns shit. Oh my god! Especially, yeah, if it was a mason's grave, so I can imagine like yeah, there's they're so there. witchy, yeah. And even you just saying, like, you're cursed now, because, like, I really believe that, like, I am so careful about the words that come out of my mouth now, because <laughs> it always happens in the strangest way. And see, I'm fully that bitch. Like, I've got Baphomet on my sweater right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're cursed. Oh, yeah. like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> so that's maybe the worst gift of all time. The worst yeah. gift I've ever given. Literally, the night she got crowned, she got robbed. Oh, oh wow. Damn. Not know that. Yikes. Um, All right, you want to do the next one? I will do the next one. What are your personal pros and cons of drag? Cursed amulets. (sighs) That's a broad one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, 
so all the social stuff I feel like is the pro. And that can also be the con yeah. too. Yeah, yeah right? Um, Truly. The cons, the toll it takes on your body, your social yeah. life, your yeah. love life. Like it takes a toll. Mm-hmm. Like, I look I look like I look like a newborn baby bird when I'm like out of the shower, just like no brows, like my head's shaved, I have these claws. Full on skexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when you like get out of drag and you're like tumbling through the streets trying to get home and you just look hella crazy. Like, I promise I'm very special. <laughs> I'm beautiful, damn it. Yeah. Um, I think and I talked about this with uh some of the people who have like worked at drag cons for a while now because they were coming and checking on us and they're like the energy you're transferring with everyone mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of mm-hmm. you yeah even if that's it's very good true. or bad like just having to have these personal interactions with so many sure. people so quickly is and, yeah. and then I feel like when I'm like at home I'm like I don't know how to connect with you right now because mm. or um, if p- queens like from Chicago who I knew would come into the booth and I'd be like hey like really really glad to see a familiar face and when they would leave I'd be like thank you for coming and I was like oh my god I'm sorry I just meet and greeted you yeah. like because I, I was in mode and I like had a disingenuous mode yeah. I, I was like I didn't mean to speak to you like a fan I'm so sorry <laughs> I've never heard someone else address that but it's absolutely a thing yeah. Yeah. I've never heard someone else address that but it's so crazy yeah, yeah. that totally fucking happens because you like and it's not that you're not having a genuine interaction with fans but you keep a piece of yourself from yeah. them for your own safety and then you forget to open the box when you're yeah. around like yeah. real friends yeah. and there is that factor where like if someone meets a famous drag queen they have one of two reactions after she mm. is the nicest person I've ever met she's oh, so great she God. was absolutely fabulous or she's she a was a fucking bitch, bitch. Yeah. she said how are you today she gave me a hug and she wouldn't even talk to me after that it's like okay well this person is like fucking tired I don't know it's like, like yeah. 255 of 300 people yeah. Yeah. yeah and like we have to even especially me walking around the club and hosting and stuff I mean you have to you really do have to go above and beyond for a lot of people for them to not say that you were just being really transactional and yeah. I and I really do try to do that because I know how it feels I mean I've felt that cold shoulder from Queens and had mm-hmm. to go, you know what this bitch had a long day yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you you gotta go above and beyond for people because they I'll say that you didn't. <laughs> and like the bar is set low for me because people expect me to be a bitch. So, <laughs> so that's a lot of, the trick. So a lot of times, um, even yesterday, after I did, because I did two gigs last night, and after the first one, the promoter was like, Vixen, you're not a bitch. And I was like, you tell anyone, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, but it is like, because people are expecting you to like, yeah. I don't know what people expect for me to have like a cold shoulder or like I'm like yeah. you paid money to come into my booth and sit with me and you're wearing yeah. my merchandise. I love you. <laughs> you yeah. pay, one meal that I'm gonna have in the next yeah. four days came from you. Yeah. Thank you so you know like I can't imagine. But I, I think that's a general misconception. A lot of people think about people on television like as a whole. They think like unless you got like a, unless you were extremely nice on the show or whatever show you were on, people just expect that you're on TV. You're gonna be like an asshole in person. Yeah. Because I felt like I felt like I was nice on my season, and people are, are constantly like, "Oh, you're so nice." And I'm like, "Why did why would you expect me to be a bitch?" Like, I'm, yeah. You know. I mean, and with me hosting, I get that a, a lot. I mean, I used to get it more because I think I'm nicer now. Yeah, I least, but say I would nothing. get like I would get like you know oh you're so nice I thought you were gonna like read me like or you know be, read me read me that kind of thing like oh, oh, yeah. yeah it's just like I don't know I can still have a like, normal human interaction where yeah. like mm-hmm. people want me in um, photos they will always want me to like pose like I'm about to punch them and so what I do is 
punches. I have them like we both like face up. Yeah. We're gonna punch, and the second the flash hits, I've opened my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into the victim instantly. So yes. Oh my god, I That's love so that. So smart. That's <laughs> smart. Like, oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so smart. Keeping so yourself entertained the yeah. whole damn day. I love Just that. Mind games. Yeah. People don't know that meet and greets are like it's like you have a jar of quarters and every person that comes up you have to give them a quarter mm-hmm. and then you run out of coins and you're like fuck how do I pay for parking at the convention <laughs> center like that's a meet and greet. Yeah. 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 It's like that spoons metaphor for mental health where you only have so many spoons in a day. What is that? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's one. The, the whole premise, it's exactly like what you just said. The whole premise is that you have like a jar of spoons and each time you have to like interact with someone or do a, an emotionally taxing thing, mm-hmm. you put a, you take a spoon out of the jar and at the end of the day you don't have any spoons and you can't feed yourself. Right. Oh. It's true. It's real because a lot of times in hotels I forget. Like I'll bring, take out <laughs> oh, bag. You don't have a spoon. So I use a little paper cup to scoop my food. Yes. yes. Eat. Been there. <laughs> I use no. my nails. Yeah. No, no. That really is a big thing that I think about too, because like you know, I've had bad interactions with people and been like, "Well, fuck her," and then gone back to think about it and been like, mm, "Maybe it wasn't that bad of an interaction. Maybe I was expecting too much." Yeah. Um, and I've definitely like felt that from people. Um, and you don't want to like fuck up anyone's day. You don't want to make them feel bad, but also there's right. really only so much you can do. And uh, w- yeah, especially when you try to kind of uh, speed things along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people get so mad, like at the meet and greets where like the the people working for the bar will be like all right guys we got to take the pictures hurry up and yeah the kids online i see them being like fuck these promoters they told me to hurry up i paid my money or you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's really rough um only one time and it was this new york drag con i like it was the end of the day and i like it's ha- it haunts me to this day that i like uh, had to like cut someone short but um they were literally taking down my booth we were done we did uh, we did yeah. it we were done and i'm talking to pinch it queen and this kid runs up from about 20 yards away and i'm seeing he this, charges you i'm seeing this orbit come near me and i'm like oh my god and they stop like in a safe distance and i turn around and i say sweetie not to be cliche but i'm from the south side of chicago <laughs> you can't I do that you in the face <laughs> no one i mean being charged really does take out like a kind of animal response yeah you're just like mm-hmm. i have to f- yeah. fight or flight what's gonna happen here yeah and then like i said that and then i finished my conversation with pinche and walked back to my booth i like i know they wanted a picture but i was like i can't even yeah. mm-hmm. like now you're like a predator to me. Like, i can't yeah deal with you. i mean mm-hmm. when when people touch you when they come up and and they I, I I can be a bitch when yeah. Well, you never know whether it's gonna be I don't for lack of a better phrase good touch or bad touch yeah. like yeah. you just don't mm-hmm. know if I love when people walk up and ask you kindly yeah. and then when, don't freak out when you like say no actually I need to do this thing right now. I try to make people realize yeah like um, yeah if I'm talking to someone and someone wants my attention and they touch my shoulder which is like because it's almost like putting dibs on you or something mm-hmm. yeah and it's like so the last time that happened to me I turned around and I said why are you touching me. Mm-hmm. And he went, I don't know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very... Because... You don't realize that that is not like yeah. the person you're doing that to is freaking out right now. Like yeah. there's mm-hmm. a hand on me. Why is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
All right, cons. We're tired. We're tired and scared. Talk about any pros? Not yet. I love my job. I mean, I think we talked about the pros. We did. Yeah. What's the most rewarding? Yeah. The people we meet and the lives that we touch along the way. We're just gonna be like eighty-year-old shells of human beings yeah. in like a mental like, institution. I'm that way now. <laughs> yeah. Gave all my good days to the kid. <laughs> um, have you guys seen a picture of Dorian Gray? Yes. You know mm-hmm. It's yep. like so. There's this movie where this guy is like gorgeous, young. Everybody loves him. He's so virtuous. Um, but at night he like does really shady like shit that nobody knows about. But there's a portrait of him in his basement that is like experiencing all the wear and tear <gasps> of his mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen and it. so like he'll go and look at it and it's just judging him and like it'll have every scar that he doesn't have and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. it's like it's his true self. And I like I think that that's what drag queens are. It's like <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. all the makeup. Wow, all the makeup. That's true. That's true. Such a good way the of consequences. Yeah. 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 Uh, Moisturize (laughs) (laughs) those black Tranica toenails. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're getting better. They're growing. (laughs) My sad ass toes. No, I got size size twelve men, size fourteen women's flat feet. It's hard to uh, fit those in a shoe, buddy. That's rough. Rough times. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, now that I will never get laid. Um. <laughs> Let's talk about your feet. <laughs> um, yeah. This next question. What are the best methods for building your brand and identity in a community oversaturated oh, with drag? Jesus. How do you get noticed? Um, I feel like if you really love drag and you love creating, naturally we we kind of steer towards influences that aren't directly in the drag world, in mm-hmm. fashion and film and television and pop culture. And uh, inadvertently that in some way will make you unique. And I feel like that's I don't know. I've never consciously been like, I want to be way different from everybody else. I was just always pulling references from the things I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always felt like that just that just worked Well, when for people me. try to be different just for the sake of different, that reads too. It's so transparent. Reads yeah. Like if it's, because it shows up as genuine and if you're like, well, this is just my interest. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but mm-hmm. some so people cheese are, and fish. I'm definitely guilty <laughs> of like, if I know it's a trend, I'm not touching it. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I do do that. I too, do as well. I or, do do that. Yeah. Um, and especially when I did start like thinking of like myself as like a brand and like what is branding, I was like, like anything that someone noticed about me, I leaned into it harder. So if, if someone was like, "You have really thick brows," I was like, "They're gonna be thicker tomorrow." Thank you for saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. or like uh, I remember a long time ago, Dita Ritz like clocked like one of my like dance moves. She's like, "You have a signature move," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she showed me, and I was like, "Oh." I do kind of do that. And the next time I was on stage and I was about to do it, uh, I like looked at her in the eye and kind of winked and did it. And it just yeah. became more a part of me because mm-hmm. I like the things that people notice, you kind of like give them what they want. Especially now um, with like Drag Race and the fandom being so like vocal about what they like and what they don't like, mm. I you, it's a lot easier to be like, well, I know they love. Okay, well, apparently I'm the queen of purple, so let's let's get a purple gown in here, mm-hmm. some gold eyebrows. So and you kind of like figure out like what everybody likes about you, and then yeah. that's just what my drag hunt booth became was like mm-hmm. galaxy, black girl magic, stars, mother earth, a lot of flowers yeah. in the hair, and you just give them what they like and 
hope they still like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so much equal parts talking and listening. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is me. And then people go, that's you. You know, you yeah, have I, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some things that you put out there. You're like, oh, this is going to be my new thing. And people go. What's mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm going to scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not my Joanne. <laughs> like, you just, yeah. You just got to listen and pay attention to what people like. And they'll respond. Like, there's been so many, like, one-off jokes that I've just, like, thrown out that people have come back to me and, like, repeated and been like, that was so funny. And then I'll just, like, keep saying it or, like, <laughs> doing variations on it or meme it kind of a thing. Yeah. And then it becomes, like, David Archuleta or yeah. Pizza oh, This God. or whatever the fuck, so. Yeah. Um, on tour, I was, like, I just wanted to have fun with makeup because I knew I would be doing makeup every day. So I was, like, I don't want to do the same face. Mm-hmm. So I started putting, like, a bunch of little things on my face. And then even the girls on the tour started, like, bringing me tiny <laughs> things just to see if I could pull it off. <laughs> and so when I... Um, challenge. So when I did, like, the, like, small gold bows, I was, like, ah, this is... Like, I'm covering up most of my highlight, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and, like, the internet loved it. So then the next day, I just did my eyes completely covered in, like, bows, and it was really mm-hmm. fun. I couldn't see shit, but... I find that sometimes some of the best mugs, some of the best numbers, some of the best looks, they oftentimes happen when you're in a rush and you don't have time to think. Yeah. 100% the best face I will ever paint is when I have less than an hour and I need to hurry up and you do the things that you know come naturally out of your hand. Yeah. And you're not trying anything new and you go, damn, bitch, I look good. Why was I taking two yeah. hours before? Yeah, because yep. you're not overthinking it. I think yeah. you just get like an unfiltered version of you when you just hurry and do it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you're like, okay, what is essential to my face? You're like, yeah. like me, I'm like, as long as I have... Eyebrows with goat accents, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. anything else. Do you ever, like, if I'm in a rush, I'll, like, put together my outfit, everything, and I think I'm ready, and then I'll go in the shower. And for so much, like, shower time for me is, like, so important. Mm-hmm. I will completely redo my whole outfit while I'm in the shower yep. thinking about it. I'll think, bitch, you didn't even pack bracelets. Or, like, why are you wearing those shoes with that? And then I'll get out of the shower and completely repack. There's something about shower time being, like, my, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, okay, bitch, it's serious. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get started. Yeah, well, you can't be distracted. You have right. a task, but you're not, like, yeah. you trying to field a million yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Your brain and just then gets you're like, calm. did I wash my butt? I don't know. <laughs> 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 you're like, I repacked my whole bag, but I didn't shave my left arm, did I? <laughs> Just the left. Uh, well, that's something I've done many yeah, times. Yeah. Oh no! Forget to do stuff. Yeah, Trey yeah. Tra- knows. Her show up to the gig with one shoe, or you know, uh, <laughs> I'm organized. The fantasy. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a ding dong. <laughs> um, so yeah, best methods for building your brain. Got, you Take know. a shower. Take a shower. <laughs> the worst advice. Yes, <laughs> only here on the team. Only here on the team. Um, it it me? Yeah, it you. It me. Uh, I've heard people say that once you start drag, it can consume your entire life? Oh, question mark? Yes. My do you feel like this is God. or is it true? And how do you feel about it? Question mark? Very, very true. Yeah. You, you step into it and... Become obsessed. That, uh, that like first day you do drag, I feel like there's like... Yeah. Yep. Your brain is like... Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it really does change, like, how I yeah. do everything now. Yeah. Like, uh, you think about your... My whole day leads up to drag, so right. it changes mm-hmm. what I eat. Mm-hmm. It changes, you know, it changes everything. And yeah. The underwear that you wear that day. The, like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I absolutely if remember if that. If I'm getting trade, if I'm... Whatever my schedule yeah. is... What kind changed. of trade you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It changes your living situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, your apartment becomes consumed It's a closet now. Yeah. You yeah. You don't live here now anymore. With two people. Yep. Yeah. 
If you're a Gemini, three. <laughs> and one of them is much more important. It's the one, yeah. And it's the one so that wears the demanding. wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your human body is just not really that important. Yeah. You're, you're only a vessel. And, alcohol, and, then you ta- and you preciously, uh, you know, you brush these wigs and apply this makeup tenderly. <laughs> and you wreck that rancid body. Of <laughs> I, there was like a time where like... If on a Wednesday night I knew I was like hosting and I had that $75 bar tab mm. and like you wanted to give you, I knew that I was going to be slashed that night. So I started every Wednesday morning, I would wake up and I would get Jimmy John's because I needed to be as full of carbs as I could <laughs> through the damn day yeah. and like get home without being a wreck. And so, That's yeah, smart. it really does change your whole diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's like a video, like it's like if you really liked a video game and you like got obsessed with it because mm-hmm. it's one, it's your identity. So there's so many things you can do. You can, it's like you can pick your player and you can change <laughs> their hair color, their eye color, yes. their nails, like everything about them. And you get so soaked into this video game because it's virtual reality. You make, you create this player and then you put it in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can take that player to the grocery store. Yeah. I never thought about that before, but drag is kind of like live action role playing. Yeah. yeah. Like I never thought I'm about it that way. Nerd as hell but we, <laughs> we invented the character but yeah. yeah yeah it also like I mean outside of drag I just want to think about like not that I want to like talk about drag race all day but I want to like talk about drag and like mm-hmm. talk to queens about other queens you know you want to know the team yeah. you know you want to <laughs> you, you want to go to a show at night like it just is my main interest yeah. and you know it's not the only thing I think about, but it's the most important thing yeah. on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. It's what I wake up and think about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always funny when someone's like, I'm sorry, I know you're probably tired of talking about this. I'm like, especially for me with Drag Race, I'm like, that's all I did this year was Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't talk about anything else if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, um, give me a couple years and maybe I'll read a book. <laughs> <laughs> that's not about drag. Yeah. Which is probably, I'll probably write a book about drag and then read it to children. All right, we have uh, one last question. Just one. Shall I? I think you should. ASMR. Okay. Uh, What? (laughs) I love your spooky ASMR. Spooky. Um, uh, What initially attracted you to drag as an art form? Do you remember, Vixen, like your first uh, show, your first like time seeing it on TV? And, and and also when you knew that that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that or I need to be a part of that. Um, it was in the back of my head for a long time because every time I would like because I've like I've always like been like a singer and a performer and like and then a rapper and all that stuff. And but when I would like picture myself like projected on stage like years from now, like in front of a big audience, I always was had a wig on you know like it was mm. like it yeah. um, even I I have a friend that I went to kindergarten with and when we saw each other at Pride and like realized that we were both gay we were like do you remember in kindergarten talking about the wigs that we were going to have when we grew up really and yeah and oh it was God, like I love that and I was like of course you're like that but we never thought of it as strange and when I started meeting drag queens especially drag queens out of drag I was like these people don't have eyebrows. <laughs> I can't be one of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so like, no. like, and I didn't know that there was tricks of the trade to like keep your eyebrows. But um, yeah. so it wasn't until seeing Beyonce do the Super Bowl the first time mm-hmm. um, that I was like, I have to do exactly that. Hmm. Whatever it is to be that, I need to do. I was like, so I've got to get me some wigs and some heels. And I was like, fuck it, I guess I'm a drag queen now because there's, that is, that's what I want to do with my life. So I have to, if drag is the way that I'm going to be that without transitioning, because 
I'm top. So, <laughs> so then uh, to be fair, a lot be, of trans girls I know are also top. also very true. Sure, sure. sure. Let's not be closed minded. But, <laughs> but so that was when I was like, damn it, I guess I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I but, felt like I was. Always in drag. I never, I never had like a moment of realization. Like as when I was a little kid, like I, I swear to God, I swear to God, my first memory of a horror movie was when I was like two, like almost going on three, but I was like two, and it was a memory of, of Betty Davis looking glamorous as fuck, playing a witch in her in her last film. She's like real thin, post stroke. She's smoking a cigarette and has like a diamond like little brooch thing, and she was just so she was so cunt, and I was just like. I wanted to be her, and I was like maybe going on three. Um, there's this a makes photo. So much sense. There's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a photo of me at daycare when I was like four. I wasn't even in elementary school. I wasn't even kindergarten yet, and I'm pushing a shopping cart, and I'm wearing a fierce mom wig, like <laughs> at the daycare center. So, and and then for me, Halloween was my time to shine because Halloween was oh, yeah. like it, it permission. It was permission. It was yeah. permission because doing it any other time of the year, I was like even my parents who were very supportive, but back then were just like weirded out by it like why are you into costumes and shit you know yeah. whereas Halloween it, it made sense for a little boy to be into dressing up so I was always in costume and wigs and makeup and it, for me it was more a progression of realizing I could do it as a career more so than a moment mm-hmm. of like oh I could do drag it was just like drag was always a part of my life yeah. in, in some way shape or form I didn't know that it was drag like I, my mother a couple of days ago sent me a picture of myself in white face with co- like purple contour yes. wearing a giant wizard hat yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like carrying a big scepter and she was like and the whole point the of her sending this truly it was such it was gross but she sent it to me and she was just like I don't know why I never put these together before I don't know how I missed all of this yeah. but like here it is but I fully remember getting into drag for the first time and just being like uh oh because it was I knew it was going to be bad I knew mm-hmm. I was going to want to do nothing but this for the rest it's like that time that you try a drug for the first time and you're like oh no like, I better back up off of this yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? No, no, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Yeah, I I remember being like really um, like first starting and knowing that I was really bad at it, but thinking like, yeah, this is just the way of life now. You know, like when you yeah. start, it's just like, okay, well now you just gotta slowly figure it out. But yeah, this is gonna be it. Yeah. And, and knowing nothing that I, not knowing how to put an eyebrow down correctly, <laughs> and not a lace front insight, not a it, nothing figured out, and uh, just being like, yeah, yeah, you just have to gotta do this. This is your this is your mm-hmm. path now. Figure it out. But I. Ironically, there's such a beauty in being busted. Especially <laughs> like when you're starting out, there's such Full a beauty in being busted. Yeah. yeah. There's a freedom. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want. Because even after you're done putting on your makeup, when you look in the mirror, you still have to use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we are almost there. <laughs> well, it's just like any job or like life in general. It's like, you know, you're you're slowly learning these things. I love seeing a girl who's just first starting and you, you know, you start to realize like, oh, this person could really be coming yeah. in. Like, yeah. it's really cool to see people progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storyline, we love you know following a love a storyline. Story yeah, but it's great to live it too. I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity when queens learn through YouTube or Instagram and they're super polished the moment they hit the scene. I almost feel like it's 
a hindrance because you don't get to experience that growth in the club with other queens. Right. And then also because there's a lack of performance experience, mm-hmm. now the look is so elevated and yeah. the performance is you like get to on the, the ground. And That's yeah. true. Also, there's something to be said for going uh, to a show and uh, thinking, oh, bitch, I'm going to do this. And you get there and you just know you're the ugly one. Yeah. You know you done <laughs> fucked up. You got nothing to lose, bitch. You know bitch. you done fucked right? up. You know you, you could have done this, but you did that tonight. And you, you just, yep, next time I'm going to have to work on that. Yeah. And, and and feeling that kind of, you know, moment of shame or whatever. I hate or, to say it, but it builds character. It does. Like, it does. Know, you get like, better. Yeah, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. Like, let's figure this out. Yeah, why? You, like, take a picture with a flash and you still look chalky and you're like, <laughs> what? Okay. I'm, uh, just, fix I'm, it, fix I'm it. scientifically doing something wrong. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like baking cookies. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 My drag mother, uh, Savannah Westbrook, would look at me and go, You look bad. <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm like, I'm like, well, at least be constructive. Tell me. She's like, it's just bad today. It's not. Yeah. And I would, you know, that was horrible. And I would go home and stare in the mirror. And I'm like, what is bad? And how do we yeah. get rid of it? <laughs> what was that? What, what was it? It would be like, you know, and the angle of an eyebrow or something. Like, she would never give me a detail. But she would just be like, well, no. This Swim. is not it. Or um, I had one wig that for some reason I thought I was going to do like a, like a, I don't know, a wet look or I like sprayed it with an oil or something. And she goes, you just look wet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean like a wet look? And she's like, no, just Damn. wet. Damn. Moist. Just <laughs> stinky. You crawled out of a swamp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the first time I did... Uh, I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do a ballad with a short hair updo and a beaded gown from the <laughs> thrift store that's like, it was like a really great find. It was a gorgeous gown. I was like, I'm going to do Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Mm. And I was out, and everybody was used to me doing dance numbers already. And like, we were two minutes into the song, and I had one dollar in my hand. And the face I gave her, because she, she egged me on to do it. She's like, yeah, you should, you know, push yourself. And the face I gave her, she was like, I know you're never doing this again. <laughs> she was like, ooh. That. And, she was, and I was like, what was wrong? She was like, you just looked sad. And yeah. I was like, well, it's a sad song. She's like, yeah, but you made me sad. <laughs> like, you oh. shouldn't. Like, those moments are the best, though, because, like, when they're happening, of course, they're, like, mortifying and awful. And, yeah, but you get to go back and go, well, now I... Tried that. I have this long list of things as a performer, as, you know, a queen, and uh, you can, like, put check boxes like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. No, I like that. Like, yeah. you know, and, and it just helps you, like, figure out your character, figure out your style. Yeah, it was hard to figure out, like, how to do a sad song without being sad. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think, like, um, a lot of pageant queens and, like, trans drag queens are really good at, like, doing ballads. And, like, it could be the saddest song, but they still have just a twinge of a twinkle in their mm-hmm. eye where yeah. you're not, like, where you can, it's a performance. It's yeah. not this person is, their husband just died. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's not acting, it's performing. And yeah. it's, like, um, yeah. it's external versus, like, an internal. Yeah. You're not just sitting there being sad for yourself and performing for yourself. Yeah. You're like, hello, sadness. Hello, sad friends. Yeah. Be sad with me. <laughs> this is a song about sadness. Yeah. And we're going to enjoy that mm-hmm. instead of being like, I am so wrecked. <laughs> Everyone cry. Can you help me? Yeah. Uh, like, it makes it delicious. <laughs> yeah. Experience. Mm. Keep trying, kids. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else we need to cover before we wrap? 
this up? This has been so lovely. I this know. This fun. has been such a fun a little time. fall. Can we do it? Cozy. Clink, clink. Let's. Um, all right. Well, a big thank you to uh, the Vixen and Vander Von Odd. Yeah. Uh, would you like to uh, plug your social media for us and tell us maybe where they can find you in the future? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, follow. It's not the Vixen bitch anymore. I still go to say at the Vixen bitch. Um, follow at the Vixen's world on all social medias. And um, yeah, by Room Part 2 and Demons and Witches and Bitches on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. Oh my God, I love Tidal. that name. Yeah. What's that, what's <laughs> that title? Yeah, Demons, um, and, Demons witches and, and Witches and Bitches is me, Aja, and this guy named Shiloh. That's we did great. a spooky song. Damn, that's a good name. <laughs> that's a really good name. Yeah, oh. I really like that song. Um, they brought it to me like pretty much done and I was like I yes I really want to be on this yeah it was good that's yours uh, all my socials are at Vander Von Odd and why are you laughing bitch <laughs> sounded sad when you said <laughs> all my socials <laughs> it's because I'm not on the demon witches and bitches <laughs> I can be in the music video. I'll be, yes. I'll be the demon or the witch. Maybe not the bitch, but I'll be one of the first two. Okay. The album art, the way it was lined up, I was like the like last on the left. And so I was like, oh, so I'm the bitch. <laughs> no. Oh, I see. That's why you needed me. You had uh-huh. the third part of the ingredients. Oh, it was like in the crash when they're like, we need a fourth. They needed a third. Yeah. You were yeah. The third. yeah. Uh, all my socials. See, I'm going to say it peppy and happy now. All my ah. socials are at Vander Von Odd. And uh, stay tuned for my feature film that I will be filming in January. Great. Oh so, so cool. Excited. Wait. Yeah. I am T-Rex in Chicago. Uh, you can find me at Drag Matinee every Saturday at Berlin. On the 17th of November, we have special guest Christine Seidelko. Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> that's sound always a good time. show. It's so that was good. actually, I wasn't trying to make a no, sound. No, she's like, a voice, bitch. <laughs> so I'm the, just talking. The demon coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, on Halloween night, I am at uh, Sinister at Yay. Spin Chicago downtown. Mm-hmm. I am with Lucky Stiff. I am Yay. with Lucy Stool, Bambi Banks, uh, Cat Sass, a baby club daddies uh it's gonna be fucking insane so get your tickets should be fun and i am lucky.stiff on instagram lucky stiff two on twitter i swear to god i'm gonna punch that guy in the face and um someone has lucky stiff and i'm i want it um it's gonna happen i tried to buy the vixen from everyone and they just won't respond Uh, (gasps) i'm like i will i will pay you for it like just give the second i changed my my like social media that's right rex to t-rex in chicago i like changed it and then went back to uh to like basically remake trying to correct so someone else couldn't get it it had already been taken they snapped it up and it was a picture of Naomi and it was my handle bitches got google alerts on oh that's it's wild when I tell you it was within a minute I was like screaming and furious (laughs) (laughs) now it's just some private fan account or something so if you're listening hit me up give it back give it back (laughs) yeah I don't got no money for you Mm -hmm. I'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 20 Trixie Barbie dolls. Oh, and that's the and tea. tea. All right. Thank you guys for we'll listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.